Well, hello and welcome to another edition of The Word with Jeff and Robert Pruitt. So glad you've come and joined us today. We love you. We really do, honey. We think about these people every, every well, there are people from church, but people we don't even know. I mean, right. I think about them all the time. I think, wow, they're actually giving their time to us, and I guess we consider that an honor. Yeah, and we don't take it lightly. I mean, that's why, you know, we study, we pray, um, you know, we just spend time even before... Um, you know, coming in to do the, uh, into the studio here mm-hmm. of just spending time in prayer over this word and over you. And we're believing God that there is victory that is yours. It's got your name on it. And what we're going to be talking about today is you got to start talking about that victory. Yeah, it's all about your mouth. Oh. What comes out your mouth, especially during times of trouble, um, during times of pressure. You know, I've always always made the analogy what, what analogy of whatever's in the the uh, toothpaste tube. Once you put you put the press on it, will come out of it. So whatever's inside of it will come out of it due to the pressure. And sometimes, man, I don't like the things that come out of my mouth when pressure happens. But there's a way that God set up His system um, by which we can be we can actually. Um, receive power and authority through the very words that we speak, even during, especially during a time of pressure. Right. So I, you know, I, I was thinking about this. I saw this video along, uh, it it was a while ago and I was thinking about it today and it was about this girl and it was, um, it was a high school track meet and she's, you know, they're lined up getting ready to run. And, um, as soon as, you know, they got in their, their position, hands down, you know, legs and feet everywhere where it needs to go. But as soon as they shot the gun, this poor girl face planted. I mean, we're not just talking like, (laughs) oops, we're talking like her arms gave out and face just hit hit that track. Now, I love a good fall. Especially, um, not, not to cut you off, but the, I've seen the ones on YouTube <laughs> where it's two, let's say, pleasantly plump, fatter people. <laughs> They're going to race. <laughs> and they still think they got it. And they get out about 25 feet and they just lose it. A leg just goes sideways. <laughs> I mean, the weight just can't carry them. Anyways, I, and they laugh too, but I know they're hurting pretty bad. Yeah, they, they hit the ground hard. You know, because my my motto is I don't have to be the fastest; I just have to outrun the slowest person. Oh, okay. You know, okay, zombie okay. apocalypse, bear chasing, oh, okay, or whatever. So yeah. yeah that's for sure. So as long as I'm not the last person, I can survive. Oh well, yeah. But so anyway, so this girl she face plants it, and I mean I felt so bad for her. she face plants, and all the the other girls get up and they take off running, and so she gets up. You know, I mean, after that face plant, but she gets up. But when she got up, she still like couldn't get her feet going <laughs> properly. So she wipes out again. And I mean, now she's down and the other runners, I mean, they are far, far away from her. She gets back up and now she's frustrated and she's looking. She's like, and, and that feeling of, do I even run now? I mean, there's no way that I'm going to be able to catch up with anybody. Right. What do I do? And there's a somebody on the side, and I it might have been a coach, it might have been a parent, it might have just been somebody who's just watching, but you hear, hear somebody yell, run. And <laughs> she takes her hands, and she was just, she's so frustrated. She's like, okay. And she takes yeah. off running. And, you know, I was just thinking today because, you know, sometimes... You know, we're like, I'm ready to go. 
God, I got this word from you, or, you know, I was in church, and man, the presence of God was all over me, the, the word of God, such great revelation, and you get so excited to run your race, and all of a sudden, you face plant. And I mean, ugly face plant, over and over and over again. And we get to that place where we feel like we're such failures, we feel like you know, how? why even keep going? I see everybody else happy. I see everybody else successful. I see everybody else flourishing in all these areas. Why Why do I even continue to keep you know, going? The power, the power of what you're saying is so true because that those things, we have this internal dialogue. Yeah. And again, oh. by, folks, we, we didn't plan. I don't know what she's going to say. She doesn't know what I'm going to say. We kind of like it that way. But there's this internal dialogue that goes off, especially during those kinds of times. So, right. You know, I'm not as good as this person. When we start to compare ourselves against someone else or, you know, to someone else, and then there's this internal dialogue that says, well, you're stupid, you're dumb, you know, you're never going to amount to anything, whatever that may be. Unfortunately, we've been, we in the earth, we were born with this soul, and this soul has not been born again. Our spirit, when we came to Jesus Christ, it became born again. But our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions have not been saved. The Bible says it's being saved. Actually, it's being it's in the process of salvation, which means that we have to be renewed. You know, we talk about the renewing of the mind. Well, <clears throat> so there's this internal dialogue that's going off on the inside of us, especially when we compare with one another. And usually it's a very negative voice that we right. hear that we need to repent of because it can, it can get in our spirits and we start thinking, oh, this is who we really are. But I want to say this. Did you know that no one can determine your future or your destiny, destiny more clearly than you? I don't care. I don't care if it's somebody of authority, uh, a mother, father, it doesn't matter who it was or is. You are the one that carries the authority in this world to speak for this it's the things that you say about yourself you say about your future that matters more than anything else and we call it the law of confession and again i don't know where you're going to go with yours but let me just say this um uh what what is the law what is a law? Because the Bible talks about having laws. <clears throat> and Webster Dictionary defines a law as that which is laid, set, or fixed, a principle based on predictable consequences of an act. For instance, gravity. So no matter who you are, no matter your age, no matter how much money you have in the bank, gravity is the same for everyone because it's a law. If you jump off of the side of a mountain or a building, you fall to the ground. Why? Because of gravity. You have the, you have um, you have um, for airplanes <clears throat> right across the street from our church is the the airport and um, planes are taking off and, and landing all the time. Well, how does that work? These thousands of tons of of, of uh, power, the kind of energy. Well, there's the law of dynamics, the law of aerodynamics, the law of lift, the law of thrust. And if you put those together and work those laws together, you can you can lift, you know, a hundred ton plane off of the ground and fly at 35,000 feet in the air. That is really, in ancient times, that would be a miracle or magic, right? <clears throat> but no, it's just identifying, understanding the law. Well, there's a law that governs things in the spirit called the law of confession or the words that come out of your mouth. Right. And, and, and you know, we've got to be so careful because, listen, we're human beings, so we're going to think the wrong things. We're going to say the wrong <clears throat> things. The problem is, is if we allow that pattern to continue, you know, um, if we think too long on the negative, if we allow our emotions to rule a little longer 
then they then they should be sorry about that. Over us. <laughs> I don't want to cut you up, but <laughs> usually you put a little water in here first. Where oh, it dry. I switched it up on you. <laughs> and I thought, did she leave this here for a week? Because we didn't wear it last week either. We right. pre we pre taped. So and I thought this water tastes funky. And she, what did you put in it? Put, the sal, San Pellegrino. Um, I put some San Pellegrino. So in there. sparkling water. I'm like, oh, this is. T- you felt, you felt the, the fizz? I don't know. what was. Yeah, the fizz may f- taste sour, though. So oh. That was worth interrupting you it over. Was it was worth it. There you I'll, go. I'll let you do that. Yeah. Maybe next time I'll put something else in it. Maybe we'll just have like a segment as to what is in your cup. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. All right, we'll wait, try. Till, wait till you find out why I won't put in yours. <laughs> we'll try it. But anyways, so it's about not, you know, and, and it's about not giving up. It's about get back on track. Right. Uh, run your race. And it's about getting in your word because how will you know where to go? How will you know what to speak? How will you know what to think, what's right, what's wrong, unless you get into the word of God that directs you? Uh, We just went, um, my uh, daughter Olivia and my daughter-in-law Anna and my two granddaughters, uh, Ami and Esme, we just went on a girl trip. Best girl trip ever. We just took a few days to go visit my mom and sister. And the first thing that we do when we go on this trip, the first thing we do is we pray. So we get in the car. Before we even turn it on, we pray. The second thing I do, well, I get Starbucks. But the third thing I do from, from Starbucks is I put in the GPS where we're going. Mm hmm because if I just was like, hey, you know what, we're going to go to Upper Michigan and um, let's just wing it and see where we end up. Um, people would say, well, that's, that's just stupid. You know, get a map, get, uh, get your phone out, get your car, Jeep, you know, navigational system going. That's what we would think. But yet, when it comes to our life, when it comes to living our life, there's so many times, and, I, and I'll include myself in this, so many times that I'm like, you know what? I'm just winging this thing because, mm. you know, I'm going by emotions. I'm going by the fact that um, I, I'm seeing everybody else run their race. So I'm just, I'm at that place of, well, I'm just going to sit here and, you know, what's the use of even trying because I can't be like that. And we get in that place that if we don't have the word that's continually renewing our mind, that is continually mm. giving us direction, that is continually saying, this is what you need to be speaking. And this is what you're not supposed to be speaking because the word of God says that the, you know, life and death are in the power of of the tongue. It's in my tongue. If I want life and I want abundance and I want victory and I want favor and I want joy and peace, I want all the fullness of what God has for me. It's going to come down to what I'm speaking, what I'm thinking, what I'm allowing to go into the mind and out of the mouth and that is going to be what directs me. And it's got to be the word of God because if it's not it is like going on a trip yeah. and not knowing where you're going. Well, yeah, the the, the word becomes the uh, direction manual for your life, exactly. right? So it may not have, you may not be able to find chapter and verse on what you're going through or chapter and verse on where you need to need to be like in other words i, I want to i'm not sure if i should buy this house or not it may not say in the scripture but there are principles in god's word that will lead you there and then you begin to speak those principles by faith you begin to activate your faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word well, of you, god you begin to st- 
start declaring, <clears throat> I've got the wisdom of God. Mm-hmm. Well, if you've got the wisdom of God, you're going to know what you need to do. You're going to know, should I buy this house or not? All of a sudden, things are going to... Mm. And you've talked about this several times, where you're like... I shouldn't have known that kind of information. Basically, I'm not smart enough to have figured that out on my own. Mm -hmm. What was it? It was the wisdom of God because he says if you ask for wisdom, he's going to give you wisdom. Proverbs 4, 5 says this, get wisdom, get understanding, do not forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth, do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. What will preserve you? Wisdom and understanding or the revelation. Wisdom means the word of God. Wisdom is the word of God, right? Understanding is revelation. So when it says get wisdom, get understanding, I say it this way, it's getting the revelation of the word of God. That's what we need, which is light. I need the light. I need to be in the L-I-G-H-T of the word of God, which is the wisdom of God. So when I don't forsake her, speaking of the wisdom, of the revelation of the word of God, then the revelation of the word of God will preserve me. The, the, if I love the revelation of the word of God, the revelation of the word of God will keep me. Wisdom is the principal thing. The word of God is the principal thing. Therefore, get the word. And all you're getting, get the revelation. Exalt the revelation of the word of God and... The revelation of the word of God will promote you. She will bring you honor and, and you, when you embrace the revelation of the word of God. So I kind of put all that together because I, to me, that gets That's me excited. Good. I'm looking to know what God's wisdom is. I may not know if I'm supposed to buy that car or not, that, that model or whatever, but I can, like you said, I can pursue the revelation of the word of God. Right. Then I get that in my mouth. I start speaking that and declaring that out of my mouth. And then the Bible talks about when it gets in my, in my mouth, it then provides a path for me to go on, to right. walk on. That's right. And, you know, um, James, well, uh, you know, I was just thinking, First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, what happens when we confess our sins? It says he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, sins and cleanse us of all, um, all of our unrighteousness. That is speaking. How I mean, if you want to be cleansed, you want that born again experience, it comes because you're going to use your mouth mm. to confess. And it, it's getting that revelation of who God is so that you know what you're doing. Um, James 3.10, out of the same mouth, we pour out words of praise one minute and curses the next. It says, my brothers and sisters, this should never be. Mm. Um, you know, we talk a lot and we don't pay attention to what we're saying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're always going to have challenges. Always. We're always going to be in that place of, you know, we just got to be prepared because it's going to happen at one point or another. Something's going to rise up within you. Something's going to happen in your world, in your, you know, family's life, your job life, your health life, whatever it is. And we've got to be prepared excuse me, to speak that word. And not just for us. I think, you know, we've, we've become as, you know, a, um, a society that really we're so focused on me, you know, I want this and I want to feel this and I want to have that. And I, 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 that we're really forgetting that the things that we're saying, um, over our life does not affect just you. What you're saying affects your children, your grandchildren. It, it affects your spouse. It affects um, people that are just around you. You know, why would somebody who's not born again want to be born again if all they do is listen to your woes and listen to you 
pout and complain and you know you're always upset and you're always negative well the bible's real clear it says it says that we're supposed to put a guard on our mouth oh yeah so like you said a moment ago, what does that mean? It means I'm supposed to pay attention to the things that are coming out of my mouth. Normally, honey, what I'll do is I'll, I'll notice my, the feeling I have. In other words, I don't feel right or I feel like um, uh, there's a negativity in, in my surrounding. And then I'll go start thinking about the things I have been saying or the things I've been listening to. Right. That's another thing, the ear gate and the mouth gate. You have the ear gate, you have the mouth gate, and you have the eye gate, right? Mm-hmm. So whatever goes in the ear and the eyes comes out the mouth. It fills the heart first, and then it comes out of the mouth. That's why Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. How did it get in my heart? It got in my heart by the things I've been listening to. It got in my heart by the things that I've been watching, that mm-hmm. I've been seeing. So I've got, to, I've got to have a guard on my mouth because whatever comes out of my mouth is what produces the path of my life. It becomes the direction of my life. Right. And I'm, I'm just here to tell you, that why do people fail, especially believers in this life, why do people fail so much? I, I, I think it has a lot to do because they're not guarding the things that they say. Right. And therefore, the Bible says in Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. Didn't say that death and life was the power of God. Said, or the devil says that death and life are the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. So um, do I love Do I love what's going on in my life right now? I can say, well, no, I don't. Then you change it. How do you change it? You can't change the behavior until you change what's in your heart. Right. Once you change what's in your heart by the word of God, then it will change what comes out of your mouth, which changes the behavior of your life. Right, and it, then therefore it, you know, it just runs from you to, like I said, to your family, to, you know, the people around you. Isaiah 50 verse 4 says this, the Lord God has given me his words of wisdom. Isn't that great? God has given you words of wisdom. And it says, so that I may know what I should say to all these weary ones. And sometimes that weary one is yourself. Sometimes you've got to, you know, you're weary and you've got to remember, you've got the wisdom of God, his words that you need to be speaking over yourself and to others. And it says, morning by morning, he awakens me and opens my understanding to his will. God's will is not for you to mope around. His will is not for you, like that young girl in the story at the beginning of just giving up, just looking and going, why should I even try? God's will for your life, understanding His will is for you to be victorious, for you to run your race and to finish your race. And, you know, like like I said, she would have stopped. This girl would have just been like, why do you even keep going? Until somebody yells the word run to her, which makes her take off. That's why your words that you're speaking over yourself is so important. But those words are so important to those that are around you. And let me just say this, Mama used to always say, and probably you've said it yourself or you've heard somebody say it, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Because Proverbs 10, 19 says this, if you keep talking, it won't be long before you're saying something really wrong. (laughs) Prove, (laughs) Prove your wise from the very start. Just bite your tongue and be strong. Can I just say today that sometimes we got to just bite our tongue, you know? Yeah, listen, TikTok, sometimes I'll hop on there just because, you know, there's certain, I like crafty stuff and, you know, and I, it'll pop up for me. But every once in a while, those Karen videos pop up. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm just going, all I do is I want to just look and go, oh, Karen, bite your tongue. You know, be strong, bite your tongue. You know, you don't have to keep talking. And and I want to say that to all of us because we're all guilty of it. Sometimes we just, if we just have to be careful that if we're not going to use the wisdom of God's word to speak over our lives, you better just bite your tongue. You better just keep silent until you get the revelation of what you need to say. Um, You know, over Mm. situations, your job, your your finances, your health. You know, the doctor might have said one thing to you. Until you get a revelation that by his stripes you were already made whole, already healed, bite your tongue. Yeah. And just start yeah. getting that word of God playing over and over and over, asking God for his words so that you could speak his words over your body. I've done that, honey. I've gotten news where um, it was bad. Yeah. And I probably looked like I was stunned when I got the news, but it was really me practicing just shut your mouth. Don't say anything at this moment. God's in control. This is not the time because that pressure comes on. We, we typically want to say the wrong thing. Right. We want to curse, not curse, like I wouldn't maybe curse, but like curse words. Right. Things that curses the har- harvest that God's trying to get to you. It's difficult to do. It's, it, it's, a, it's a disciplined thing to do, mm-hmm. but it can be done mm-hmm. because our words affect our fate, our destiny. Our words affect um, not the devil. Not, not, not our background, not our government, but it, it affects, it affects us. It doesn't affect your relatives. Right. It, no matter what you say, that you feel good about in the moment, in the heat of the moment, to say to somebody, it's not affecting them at all. Right. They're going to forget about it or whatever. They're moved past it, but it's affecting your life long term. Right. Well, what about all this stuff that you know that we're we're hearing over and over again right now? You know, gas prices are about to skyrocket. Toilet paper is going up. You know, going to be gone. Mm-hmm. There's going to be no food. Buy your Christmas presents now because there'll be no toys on the shelf. And I want to say something about that. Yeah. We should be led by the Lord. You know, if if you need to prepare, I've always said this. Oh, don't do it in fear. If you go to the grocery store and you say, you know what, we could, we could, we could be experiencing maybe a few kind of rough days. Mm -hmm. Um, um, what I can do is I can go to the store and pick up a few extra cans of right. soup or whatever, well, non-perishable items. In the Old Testament, they're always talking, famine's coming. They were famine's warned. Coming, famine's they were coming. Warned. So Nothing just, wrong with that. Just but just prepare. don't do it in fear. Exactly. Do it in faith. Do it in faith. But go ahead. No, I know that, that, that's the thing. What happens is, is we get in that place of fear, and then we allow everything that comes out of our mouth to be a thing of fear. Like you said, there's, there's a different... You can walk into a store and pick up that extra roll of toilet paper and walk out and you're good. You know, it's it's like, I got the extra. We're going to be okay. Or you can go in and just be like, oh, I'm hitting every store today because I've got to get this toilet paper because I can't be without toilet paper. And I'm going to get all these gas cans and I'm going to, you know, my garage is going to be full with cans of gas. Just, you know, so I'm prepared. And that fear will rule your life and you're going to be miserable and you'll never have enough. Mm. You'll never, you know, and you'll never go to God and say, God, take what I have. Take this little bit of oil that I have and God do a miracle with it. I'm going to trust you, you know, with, with my life. Well, you know, the truth is, is that, I mean, I was going to say this for a Sunday because there's some things I want to say prophetically, but I'll say it right now here for those watching the podcast. But um, prophetically speaking, the Lord has shown me that we are to be prepared, that there may be a, a few um, you know, maybe that there are coming some 
days that are not so positive in America. Um, and you say, oh my God, how much more can we take of this and the other? You have to understand, when the death spirit came into the camp or came into Egypt, God gave instruction, do this and that and the other, get the, the blood, put it upon the doorpost. He told him exactly what to do, and death will pass over you. We as believers don't have to be afraid because God has taught us what we're to do. We're covered by the blood of Jesus. So we speak and we declare, we are covered. My family is covered by the blood of Jesus. We will not lack anything no matter what. And so we, we start speaking the word of God over our situation. But it's like, it's like God's getting our attention right now. And so there may be some moments where we should make some plans to, to uh, store a few things. And I don't mean forever, maybe you know three days, five days, 10 days tops maybe, but just so that we're prepared. There's nothing wrong with doing that, but do it in faith. Do it in joy. And you say, well, I won't need it. Yeah, but maybe your neighbor might. Maybe a family member who's not in faith might need that extra food for a little bit just to get them by. So we're being prepared for, for that for that moment. And again, it does come down to the words that we speak because it can be a fearful thing. Right. And I don't want you to feel fear. I want you to feel faith that God says, if God's given you a warning, it's a blessing. It's joy. Right. And by the way, the prophetic is so wonderful that when God shows me something or shows other prophetic people like like I know who they are and, and across the nation and the world, is that that this is not a time for mourning. It's a time to get excited. Stuff is happening. Great events are about to take place on the earth, but you better watch the stuff that right. comes out of your mouth, whether it be sad, whether it be complaining, whether it be mad, bitterness, whatever. Get that stuff out of your mouth. Don't allow it. Right. Because if you do, it'll bring that stuff into your world. Because, right. you know, I just kind of just felt that, you know, as you're saying that about getting prepared, that, you know, that there, there was maybe one, two, I don't know, people that were listening that were going, I can barely make it now as it is. You're telling, you know, I'm on a strict budget at the grocery store. I'm on a budget for this. And, and now you're telling me I need to go and get, you know, extra stuff to prepare. Listen, God is your provider. God's yeah. your heavenly father. Why not this be a time of just the miraculous to take place? Yeah. Why not this be a thing of, you know, of just going, God, look at what you can do. You know, it's, it's like I, I think I, I told the story in the, in the last, um, in our last uh, podcast, but um, I'll tell again. I saw I was at the grocery store and I was getting some San Pellegrino and it was a, it was a big pack and it was only, it was supposed to be $12. Well, when they scanned it, it really only picked up one bottle and scanned that price. And so it came up like a dollar. And, um, so I stopped them cause it was the last thing that they, that they scanned. And I stopped them and I said, Oh, wait a second. You know, you, um, you know, you didn't charge me the full price for that. You only charged me, you know, for the one. And the guy was like, looking at me like, so you want me to charge you more? I mean, I just scanned this and you could go with this. And I said, no, I don't want to, I don't want to cheat you. And the people behind me, I could, they were staring at me and they're kind of like whispering and looking at me and everything. And I walked out and I said, Lord, I want a financial blessing. You know what? I mean that, listen, everybody should tell the truth. It wasn't like I was doing something heroic, please. You know, it's what you should do. And, um, but I said, you know what, Lord, I just want a financial blessing. You know, just you, you do you. And literally it was, I think three days later, somebody, you know, and, and, and I won't say who, but it came to me and, um, 
uh, said, here, um, I want to bless you at the grocery store. And it was like $175 worth of food at the grocery store. Mm. Come on, guys. That's pretty, that's, uh, yeah. That's our God. That's the harvest right there. You know, and I could have easily had just been like, you know, oh man, you know, if I wasn't looking at the, you know, at the thing, I might not have noticed and, you know, I could have gotten away with this right. or whatever. But there's something about it just going, God, you know what? I'm going to trust you. Yeah, my grocery bill was a little higher, you know, of, of, of going and saying, you know, charge me more, please. But look at what God does. So in this time, you know, when you're hearing news and this is, you know, watch out this and this and this, it's like, it's like Keep- my husband was saying, don't allow, allow that fear to grip you. But let this be a time where you're saying, God, I'm going to depend on you. And I know your word of God says you'll never leave me nor forsake me. Or, you know, I, I'm not going to be one that's going to be begging for bread because, God, you're going to supply. Stay plugged into this. Stay plugged into that's this. Right. Stay plugged into the house of God. Right now, a series called um, Church Makes the Difference. Uh, stay plugged into the house of God because that's the good news. Yes, there's bad news out there, but there's a whole lot more good news. God is working through it all. And just because uh, we get thrown into the fire doesn't mean we get burned up. There's a fourth man in the fire, and his name is Jesus, and he's watching over us. So let's get back to our study, but I think that was important to to add Mm -hmm. as well. But speaking the right things during the time of pressure, persecution, hardship, whatever, when you believe and speak words that are harmonious with what God has already declared, that's his word. You are releasing a force by which everything in your life has to now begin to adjust to. Can I say it one more time? Definitely. Powerful. <clears throat> it says this. When you believe and speak words that are harmonious with what God has already declared, His Word, you are releasing a force by which everything in your life has to begin to adjust to. This law, the law of confession, is a key to overcoming everything that's trying to pull you down or try to take you away or take you out, you and your family. So you got to get back in line with the what the word says. Now, right now, there's a lot of prophetic voices out there that are great and are wonderful. Um, and and I know that I know a lot of people talk to me about these different prophets that are out there and they enjoy them. But can I tell you something? You got a prophet with you every day if you want. It's called your Bible. And you start reading the Bible and start applying the word of God in your life and speaking the words that God has already declared. It's better than any prophet could ever make a promise to you. Yes, I believe in the prophets. Yes, I believe we're supposed to prophesy. It's part and parcel, but it's not the whole. The reality of it is God gave his word to every single one of us. And that word is what I trust above any other prophet's word. Some would say amen. Amen. Keep going. So that's a powerful. I'm, I'm going to drink my sample of green. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's a powerful truth. So the key to all creation and creativity that we have in this world comes from the word of God. So the word of God is the preeminent force. And this earth has always been a word planet. Always been a word planet ruled by things declared first. So if I want change, I speak it. Why? I'm made in the image of God. And it's like this. When God wanted a world, he said, light be and light was. And it was the beginning uh, of the world coming into existence and the beginning of mankind coming into existence six days later. My point is when he wanted something to happen, he declared it first, light be and light was. You're made in his image. When you want something done, the first thing you do is what? You declare it. You pray. And not only that, not only declare it, honey, but also pray into what you're declaring. 
So when you prophesy something, you're bold and you declare it, then what do you do? You pray into it. You speak into it. What would you do? Lose your notes? <laughs> no, keep going. I'm, uh, I'm loving it. I'm loving that you can't find your notes. What do you got here? No. Just no, oh, you, I was you, done. You, I was, I was looking, done. Were you done? That was you really were distracting me. Okay, go ahead. Well, I, I like I can. Distract Anyways, you. what I'm saying to you is that there's there's before us so rudely distracted. Um, uh, that this is a word planet. So everything in this world is designed to work by a word, and God has given us. Uh, he's made us like Himself. He's, that's what I'm trying to say to speak those words into existence. Yeah, and and you know, and it's. Again, first thing when you get up in the morning, and and I've noticed as as I've gotten older, um, you know, when you get up and you know you're a little slower getting out of bed, things hurt a little bit more and everything, and I had to make sure I I went back to those verses of, you know, I've got to put a guard over my over my lips, and I've got to ask the Lord to just keep me quiet if I can't say and begin to speak His word, you know, over my life. First thing, because it's easy to get up and go, oh, everything hurts. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm getting older. It's look at it, it's raining outside. It's ugly, and and we can begin to do this. But if we can, before your feet ever hit the floor in the morning, as soon as you open up your eyes, instead of trying to go over in your mind what I have to do today, how bad it's gonna just, you know, it's just gonna be miserable, and you're not looking forward to any of that. How about just lay in bed and just take 60 seconds of just going, Lord, I thank you for this day. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a great day. God, this this is a day of suddenlies that are going to take place. This is the day where the impossible can become possible because of who you are. Mm-hmm. Lord, I thank you that I'm going to be used as a vessel for you today, and I'm going to have the wisdom of God, the knowledge of God flowing through me. I put that guard over my mouth that I'm going to speak what you want me to speak, and I'll be quiet when my own emotions want to take over, and I'm going to renew my mind. God, I just, and if we did that every morning, can you imagine what your day would be like? Mm. Because I have found that I can get up, like I said, and begin to complain, go over my list of what I have to do. You know, I'd rather do this. And now I've got to, you know, all this kind of stuff. And now my day is set because of those things that I've been thinking and the things that I've been talking about even before, you know, before I get my coffee. And it's, so. it's not it's not hard to do that when you understand your circumstances might be unpredictable, but our God is not. Right. He's predictable. In other words, he's not, he, the Bible says the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so to get up in the morning and speak the right things and speak the word of God and to give him all the praise and all the glory and give him thanks and gratefulness, even in the midst of problems and sorrow and pain, all that kind of stuff, it's the right thing to do because God is predictable. He's always going to be there for you. If you call upon him, he said, I'll be there. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I am predictable. I'm not one who would change easily. When I make a promise, it's a done, it's a done deal. That's right. You know, I, I didn't mean to, to throw you off, but I was just thinking, because, you know, we started talking um, at the beginning about the girl, you know, <clears throat> that just face planted at the beginning. But, you know, Jim Thorpe, if, you know, look him up. His life is amazing. And, you know, um, see a picture of him, you know, back in, you know, in the early 1900s. And here's this guy, he, you know, he was a runner and he was going, going into the Olympics. And 
and I don't have, I was going to look up dates and all that kind of stuff, but look it up because his story is so amazing. But what happens is, is that he gets ready, you know, as for this Olympic run and his shoes get thrown out. And I don't remember quite the story if it was, if, if it was sabotage, somebody threw his shoes out or they just got lost or whatever. But what he does is he goes to a dumpster and he oh, finds yeah, yeah, yeah. two shoes. I remember this. But they're not the they same shoes. Yeah. They don't match. One is way too big and he's got he to stuff an American it. Indian. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. He was a Native American. I remember the story. Yeah, yeah. It's go an ahead. amazing yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. And here he is. Now, you know, he is the he has trained his whole life to be at this Olympics. He has, you know, he's he, you know, confessed, I'm sure, of I can do this and you know, and I'm practicing and I know I can win. And then adversity comes. And then what are you gonna do? Adversity is going to come, guys. We live on this planet. No matter what happens, adversity is going to come. It's just, you know, until we get to heaven, that's what we have to deal with. But the thing about him that was just so amazing was that he said, I can either say, I don't have my running shoes. I can't get another pair like the, you know, the ones that I've broken in and all this kind of stuff. So therefore, I'm out. Did you ever say the reason why he didn't have his shoes? I think it was, I can't I, remember I, if it was I, I believe, sabotaged. I believe he was sabotaged. I believe it was stolen because he was Native American. It was a racist it thing. It was something, yeah. I believe that's what it was. And um, so here, you know, there could have been so many things that he could have said and could have been justified. See, that's the thing, too, that we got to be careful about is that sometimes, you know, as we're going through adversity and we're going through some pain and we're going through these things, we can justify it. Mm -hmm. In the natural, we can justify why we should shut down. We can justify oh, yeah. why not to run the race. We can justify and we can look, we can make a list. It can be so tangible. But why not be different? Why not allow God to do the miraculous through you? So here he is. He's at the Olympics. He's at the starting line. He's in two totally different pairs of shoes. Look it up. They even have pictures on, online mm -hmm. where you can see the two different shoes that he's wearing. Can I tell you something? He won the race. See, it doesn't matter the adversity you're facing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter the pain that you're going through. And in fact, he went on to win all kinds of stuff during the, that Olympics. Um, I mean, such an incredible person. We know him today. We, you know, there's so many people that know his story. He's impacted so many people's lives because he didn't give up. And I want to just encourage you, come on, guys. Can you get up tomorrow? Can you, when you go to bed tonight or whatever time it is, if you're just waking up, you're just going to bed or you're in the middle of your day, can you just take a moment and change the way you're talking? You know, the, the other day I was just like, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was weather, you know, I could blame it on hormones. And I mean, there was some things that I could justify why I was in such this melancholy, miserable, sad mood. And I mean, and it became overwhelming and it started getting very overwhelming because I could justify it's this, it's this, look at this. And I got this. And I mean, I could put it out on the table, all the reasons why I, it's okay that I should be feeling these emotions right now. But I had to catch myself and say, wait a second, 
I can feel miserable. I can talk miserable. I can let these thoughts of misery go through my head. Or I could begin to just say, I've got the joy of the Lord. That's my strength. See, nothing was going to change. If I could be miserable, uh, speak miserable, I could speak joyful. The things I'm looking at that caused those feelings didn't change. They hadn't changed yet. But because I said, wait a second, I know this feeling. I am not going to go down this road because if I do, it's just going to, it's going to be a snowball effect and it's going to get worse. So I'm going to speak joy. I'm going to speak you know, excitement. I'm going to speak that I'm not, I'm not going to look at those situations anymore, but God, I'm going to speak your word and I'm going to just trust and rely on you. And I began to notice. I'm going to ask my husband to forgive me for being in a bad mood and I'm going to get, what? (laughs) No, no. I thought you actually blamed blamed me for what Well, as I said, it was tangible. I could look at um, what was, you know, what I was upset about. Okay. No, it wasn't you. Yeah. At that moment. But at that particular at moment. At that particular moment of time. But I began, as I began to say, wait a second, I'm not going to do this. And sometimes maybe that's. Maybe that's how you have to start. Maybe you don't have the word of the Lord that you can begin to just confess over your life, but maybe what you need to just do is stop what you're doing at that moment. Stop mm-hmm. talking negative. Stop l- allowing those negative thoughts to overtake your head. And then take some time. Start just worshiping God, praising God. Get in that word and begin to confess over your life. People say, well, I don't know about this confession stuff. Then how can you be saved? Yeah. How, First can, John you, how can you be born again? Yeah. If you, well, the Bible says if you confess... Your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you. But the Bible also says that the way you get saved is you believe with your heart and you confess with your mouth. Right. So this this is nothing new. This is whatever's in your heart, which is your belief system. Whatever's in there will come out of your mouth. And so I'm sure you were dealing with a lot of internal dialogue. But had you had a girlfriend to talk to at that moment or me or whatever, um, stuff negativity is going to start coming out of your mouth because you're not dealing with the root issue. Right. Which really, I mean, that's a whole nother, a whole nother right. subject to talk about the heart. And it, it, it depends so much on who you have around you. You need people around you that are going to shout at you to run. You need people around you that are going to be like, get up and keep going. You can do this. You need those people that are around you that will text you a scripture verse. You need those, you know, those people that are not going to let you just sit back on your couch and complain about life. You need those that will be there for you. Now, some of you are going, you know what? I don't have those people. Well, why don't you become that person for somebody else? And as you seed into their life, you're going to watch a harvest come back into your life. And it will also change you. As you tell somebody else, come on, girl, get up. Come on, guy. We, you can do this thing. Put on those funky shoes that don't match and get in the race because you're about to be victorious. And as you do that for somebody else, those words that, that is coming out of your mouth, that you're hearing come out of your mouth, will also affect your own life. It will begin to change the way you think and the way you feel and the way you see things. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray right now you stir up the gift of faith. That's what I feel right now to say.
that you stir up the gift of faith in your people even now in Jesus' name, that they will believe with the gift of faith who they really are in Christ, and they'll believe with the gift of faith of their their, their um, incredible destiny that's already been given to them and the purpose uh, that you've already granted them, O oh God, that they would see it with such clarity. Give them eyes to see and ears to hear, I pray, in the name of Jesus, and with the gift of faith that it would be so stirred inside of them that they'll never have an internal dialogue that's filled with doubt or or anger or bitterness or sadness of any kind, but just filled with total faith. I am an overcomer. I, I am uh, the apple of his eye. I am the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, that I am the righteous of God in Christ Jesus, that they'll have an I am complex, I pray, Lord God, filled with power and authority in Jesus' precious name. And I, I, I pray right now, Lord God, you would just impart that into them until they're not the same. And we give you praise and glory for it. And Lord, help us with our doggone mouths, Lord God. We get so lippy sometimes in things we shouldn't be saying. Help us, Lord, uh, that we would catch it earlier, that Holy Spirit, you would convict us before it becomes an issue or a problem. I pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Like mm. and share. Right now, like before share. you get off, like and share. Yes. It's so important because that way, this word, it, this this is your opportunity to yell run to somebody else by you sharing this podcast so that other people can hear it because they might need it. They might be in that situation where they need some encouragement. So why don't you go ahead and encourage somebody else just by liking and sharing this. Amen. We love you. God bless you until next time. And we'll see you soon. Have a great day.